Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Us ALB, a new podcast that covers legal trends and useful takeaways that tackle the latest issues impacting the legal profession today. My name is Julian from Asian Legal Business. We're very excited to do this show. I hope you find it useful for your work. Please note that the content of this podcast is not to be used as professional advice, but just as general guideposts. Asia, one of the world's most economic, dynamic regions, has seen unprecedented developments in competition law, with major developments through legislation, new guidance, and legal precedents. Competition law is a very important consideration for deal planning and corporate compliance for businesses in the region. Now, the COVID-19 pandemic has added a new level of complexity to this compliance process. This episode will focus on managing competition risk in Asia. Joining us to talk about this topic is COVID, Tian Pricha and Natofit Srikan from the Antitrust and Trade Competition Practice Group in Tilike Gibbons. Komkit Tianpricha is a director of Tilike Gibbons Corporate and Commercial Group. He has been leading the firm's corporate lawyers for over two decades. He's currently the partner leading the Antitrust and Trade Competition Practice Group. Natofit Srikan is an associate in Tilike Gibbons Corporate and Commercial Group in Bangkok. Natavit advises both Thai and international clients on a range of transactional matters, including M&A transactions, technology, and competition law. So let's welcome both Comkit and Natavit to the show. How are, how are both of you doing today? Very well, thank you, Julian. Thank you. Great. Great. So there's so much to talk about you know, when it comes to competition law in Asia, as it impacts you know, corporate strategies like pricing, supply chain, even day-to-day operations. At a very top level, could you give us a quick rundown of some of the key developments and trends for the region? Uh, you know, uh, competition law is quite relatively new or, or esoteric in, in Asian countries, even though we established the law. Thailand was the first country establishing this competition act in Asian, but it, we, we are in the worst of learning. We are in the learning curve of the law and developing of the law. Uh, in the developed country like Singapore, the enforcement of, of competition law is quite stringent, unlike Thailand. Even though we we are we we are still in the early stage of uh, of enforcing and learning about this law, not many lawyers understand what it, what competition law is and how it functions in reality. But you know, were, uh, the Asian competition law uh, were, were modeled upon U.S. antitrust law, EU competition law, or OECD recommendations on competition law, and uh, the international cooperation amongst uh, competition authority will facilitate the de- development of the law in, in this region. And Kukovkit will also introduce the development of Thailand competition law for, for your more understanding. Uh, thank you, Natwit. Um, I would say the Trade Competition Act of Thailand was reformed not many years ago in in 2017, the original version was launched in 1999. Um, it was the first country in Southeast Asian country, as far as I know, to adopt the, the antitrust or trade competition laws. Uh, but after the 18 years, the law was um, not really in, in effect. Enforcement, I would claim that it was at zero. There were about 18, um, sorry, uh, 100 complaints by to the regulatory body, which is called the Trade Competition Commission. Out of 100, no case got to the court. Um, uh, they were dropped by determination of uh, uh, non-charges. 
there was only one case brought to the public prosecutor, and finally the charge was dropped. It so so after 18 years, neighboring countries like Singapore, Malaysia, even Vietnam or Indonesia had far ahead in terms of development, educating the the public or business operators, and even real case enforcement in those countries. To compare with Thailand, finally the Th- loyal Thai government decided to reform the laws, pretty much keeping the same concept to to regulate. Um, uh, the abuse of uh, monopoly or, or market dominant position, uh, cartels uh, and trade unfair trade behavior uh, prohibitive uh, measures. Um, but under the new laws, the mechanism of filing complaint, the budgeting and the body of the Trade Competition Commission are more effective and efficient. So which led to very fast development since 2017. In 2018, the new Trade Competition Commission was formed. They have budget to do many market studies and they have launched underlying notification regulations. And in 2019, we start to see uh, some real case determination and they have quite been quite responsive to, to whatever inquiries or complaints filed to TCC. And there's been some uh, good example of enforcement and penalties imposed on those non-complying uh, business operators, uh, some are on on unfair trade practices, uh, and we have not yet seen cartels uh, enforcement. But uh, there's been some some development and some regulatory in that part. Um, one thing that we noticed to be in the significant change between the new law and the, the the old version is that under the old version, merger control filing was supposed to be developed, but they didn't get done. So under the new law. Um, they have developed two schemes of, of filing, which is pre-merger approval, which is something uh, qualifying mergers have to apply for pre-approval from the TCC. And another scheme is post-merger notification, which is something have to be filed within seven days from, from the merger date. And since 2019, 2020, we start to see some significant merger of high-profile transaction that trigger um, these two types of, of merger control filing and some applications have been filed. Particularly last year, there was a, probably the largest merger um, deals in Thailand when when uh, Tesco Lotus uh, sold off business to to CP Group and which trigger pre-merger approval filing. And the filing was done in November. Still controversial argument whether determination of TCC was was legitimate. So so. If you ask me in terms of day-to-day operation um, uh, of all the business operators, I would say um, this should be one of the highlights new law developments in Thailand, which would trigger compliance duty for for all um, business operators in, in, in many sectors, whether manufacturing, servicing, um, or, or retail or wholesale operations, because um, more and more OTCC will issue guidelines, especially under the unfair trade practices, um, to regulate trade behavior, uh, trade agreements, trade condition, which might be common and 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 um, ordinary practice in in the old days. But under the new regulation, under the, the guidelines, is no longer valid. For example, the latest development was the credit terms, which uh, the SMs. E uh, small and medium enterprise seem to be under pressure to give longer days of, of uh, account receivables or credit term to major operators. So 
they would get their invoice will be paid quite late, maybe 60 days and on even 90 days. That's the study shows that SME has been mistreated uh, in the Thailand mechanism. So OTC uh, Office of Trade Competition Commission decided to issue this new guideline to shorten or put a maximum time of credit to only uh, 45 days or even shorter 30 days for agricultural sector. So that would, would cause a lot of business operators, especially non-SME, when they're buying goods or services from SME to look at their credit terms, look at their trade practice with SME, because non-compliance will not only trigger civil lawsuit from SME, but also um, trade competition non-compliance, which can be investigated by uh, or TCC and which might end up paying quite high uh, um, amount of fines, up to 10% of, of their uh, year in revenues. So that's basically that's a highlight of the development of trade competition in Thailand. Great. So can you give us a snapshot of how COVID-19 impacted competition enforcement in Thailand? How did companies respond to such changes? Yes, uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic, many governments in, in around the world imposed a stricter lockdown measure. And can you imagine which services that we need a lot during the lockdown? That is e-commerce business and in Thailand, food delivery. So this is the Yes, that is, this is the reason why there is a phenomenal growth of e-commerce business and food delivery service in Thailand, which result in, uh, you know, escalating demand, I would say, for such service during the lockdown measure. And consequently, the OTCC, Office of Trade Competition Commission, remain focused on this fast-moving industry. Uh, I would say there are a couple of complaints against business operators selling products via an e-market platform and also the increase in price of food delivery services. Uh, the OTCC also, you know, uh, monitoring this industry closely and it results in the adoption of the guidelines on unfair trade practice between digital platform operators uh, and, and food between food delivery and restaurants. Uh, the guideline wa uh, was published in the government gazette on November twenty third, twenty twenty, but it came into uh, came into force on twenty uh, third of December. I will uh, provide an uh, overview of this guideline. The guideline describes the practice principle and indicate the arrangement conditions and restrictions that food delivery platform operators may or may not impose on the restaurant participating in their platform. Uh, the main principle set forth in the guideline is that business conduct and commercial conditions imposed by the platform operators on restaurants must be fair, non-compulsory, and non-discriminatory, and must not obstruct another party's business operations. Furthermore, the term and condition of business arrangement should be written in a clear and justifiable manner. It is the first time that the TCC or Trade Competition Commission had deemed it necessary to intervene in a specific industry by restricting certain unfair trade practices. And, you know, this is an indicative of the TCC greater drive to quell unfair practices using its powers under the Trade Competition Act or CCA. Uh, I, was, I, I would emphasize that it showed their willingness to react instantly to new occurrence in the fast-moving market. And also, the TCC continued to put forward stimulus initiative for SME that Kungopit had already mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, the uh, SME and agricultural sector are two cornerstones of Thailand economy. And uh, during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, the government also uh, 
attempt to provide COVID-19 relief for those two sectors and to protect them from unfair trade practices uh, in conducted or committed by a large firm with superior bargaining power. The TCC had adopted a new guidelines on unfair trade practice regarding credit terms. I would uh, elaborate on what Kungoki just uh, provided a summary. This guideline uh, were published uh, in the government cassette June, uh, recently in June 18, 2021, and it will come to force 900 uh, days after that, which is uh, 16 December this year. The guideline prevent the abuse of market power or, and superior bargaining power, discrimination and business obstruction when purchasers set credit terms with the SMEs. And the guideline provide a few illustrative examples of types of conduct that would be deemed unfair. I would say, for example, an unjustified delay in making payment, and an unjustified change of credit term or contractual conditions without uh, prior notice, or other unfair, unfair conduct or credit term that impose excessive burden on the SME. You know, typically our firm, the Lekin Givins, have been currently monitoring the progression, uh, progression of the regulatory regime. We will swiftly launch the client alerts and directly circulate our articles to the clients so as, so as to attract their attention to the new laws and regulations which may have an, an, an effect on their business. In this respect, we assist our clients in providing constructive and pragmatic legal advice and often in-house trainings to their personnel so that they could revisit their arrangement, trading terms, conditions, marketing and sales strategies to ensure that they fully comply with the law, including the guidelines that went to them. Recently, we received a number of inquiries about credit terms and we also devised a questionnaire for them to obtain the information uh, uh, from their trade partners. That is an overview of, of uh, uh, COVID-19 pandemic and its impact on competition enforcement in Thailand. Okay. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, no. Um, well, okay. um, the COVID-19, which hit Thailand starting in, in February or March last year, mm -hmm. and as you know, Thailand has successfully sustained the, the outbreak of COVID-19 for many months. Uh, People put, were asked to put work from home, but because of number of new cases were sustained to zero for several months. But yes, because of, of close down shopping malls, the impact would be, I would say, um, consumer behaviors, people order foods and products from online sources. So um, that's bringing to, to successful of online operators for food delivery, which, which not to be already mentioned, I'm sure is happening across Asia and, and globally. Um, in Thailand, food deliveries, there have been four major operators. So, so uh, each of them control quite significant market controls. So choices of consumer are limited. Instead of going out to uh, eat or to shop in the restaurant and supermarkets, now they are limited to order from only three or four. Even outside Bangkok, in the north and in the south, the choices are uh, less. Some some province down to only one or two. So or uh, TCC determined that it's, it's time for them to step in to regulate uh, and, and to see whether these operators um, <clears throat> provide fair treatments, especially to riders, to restaurants. Um, another impact of COVID-19 would cause a uh, surge of the demand in certain uh, commodities, some certain foods and drugs, for example, medical growth, uh, medical masks, or certain um, anti-COVID uh, uh, substance or food supplements. Um, a lot of people ask whether these have uh, 
competition elements uh, or not. Yes, Thai government have several branches, not only um, the Trade Competition Commission. They have um, the medical board. They have uh, other laws, especially uh, the laws on controls, price of, of goods and services. So, so the problem is being handled from, from different agencies and different laws, not really uh, trade competition. So, so uh, fake drugs or fake medical growths um, are being attacked and handled by, by the different regulators. We have not yet seen trade competition element out of it. Right. So obviously we're living in this new norm today with COVID-19. Can you speak to about the recent competition law and digital technology developments that have impacted supply chains in Thailand? Uh, yes, uh, we would like to discuss uh, overall of the trend in, in Asia and then develop the topics to Thailand. Yeah. Uh, focused. As you can see, the emergence of uh, the COVID-19 um, in, in, you know, uh, together with the digital technology development, we would we would see more and more interactive uh, or so, sorry interaction of the law in different areas. Many people think that the, due to the advance of digital technology, we shed light more on data protection. But we forget, we, but we forget about competition law. There is some interactive when the large digital firms collect your information and abuse the uh, market dominance due to the high volume of big data to. Uh, eradicate their competitors by means of data analytics. But in terms of Thailand, uh, the new TCA has been aimed to become a new economic constitution of Thailand, which can facilitate free and fair market, which will in turn result in better consumer protection. So 10 provisions of the TCA provide, for example, uh, for uh, collaboration for research and development in favor of the advancement of economics and digital economy as well as the production and distribution of goods and services. And it is the first extension that provides advantage to uh, development of digital technology, which could uh, enhance the strength of supply chain in Thailand. And most importantly, uh, the TCA also grants exem exemption on some prohibition for non-hardcore cartels. I would explain the non-hardcore cartel is the collusion between business operators in the different level, for example, supplier collude with uh, distributors or manufacturers collude with dealers. That, for example, of the non-hardcore cartel. Or technically, we, we know it's at the vertical uh, integration, uh, vertical arrangement. The TCA also grant exemption on the vertical arrangement uh, with respect to franchise arrangement and appointment of authorized dealers in recognition of common trading practices in supply chain and distribution of goods and services. We understand that it, it, this exemption did not exist in Thailand, but also in many countries like the EU, there is a, a exemption for selective distribution as well in order to enhance the strength of the supply chain in each local country. The other, uh, when it comes to the underlying reason on this exemption, this exemption, I would say, it was derived from economic principle where manufacturer, supplier who makes certain investment in selected franchisee or authorized dealer. I would say, you imagine that you invest, they invest the money in decorating the uh, shop. Uh, they invest in know-how, how to distribute the goods, how to, you know, uh, to, to manufacture the product or how to sell the product. They also provide support in research, in development. They provide training. That's all the investment that manufacturer or supplier invest in franchisee and authorized business. 
They also grant some valuable IP rights, trademark, trade secret, business models, and other supports. That, that is the reason why they should be entitled to protect the foregoing from free writing issues. You know, free writing issues, it means, uh, for example, the platform who has no brick and mortar shop. So they have very low cost uh, in the operation and they can reduce the, pipe, they reduce the price a lot. And then we as a consumer, we want to try a product. We go to the brick and mortar shop. But we don't buy the product from brick and mortar shop, but we, we in turn purchase the product from the e-commerce platform. That is the free riding issues and just general uh, economic principle that the uh, competition authority of Thailand also uh, recognized this issue. In addition, uh, for, the, for this exemption, uh, why the intra-band competition may be restricted by the utilization of this exemption, for example, market location or pri uh, retail price fixing. But there is a foreseeable increase in intra-band, inter-band, uh, sorry, inter-brand competition among different band and uh, competitors in the relevant market because business uh, uh, operators in the same brand do not need to compete with each other and they have power and resources to compete with uh, business operators from different bands. This is the you know, significance of exemption on non-hardcore cartel in some aspects. Uh, the distributors and dealers usually rely on supply from products uh, from uh, you know, supplier manufacturers. And thus, uh, practically, suppliers or manufacturers usually enjoy superior bargaining power over the distributors and dealers. Uh, the provision on unfair trade practices also enshrined in, in the TCA, and it will interfere with the unfair conduct and discrimination and abuse of market power, superior bargaining power committed by the su suppliers and manufacturers and disrespect. In brief, it could be said that the TCA culture will go instrument to invest competitiveness and efficacy of entire supply chain system in Thailand. I would supplement that um, recently within a week, um, there's a, some study from the TCC which indicate that they, ha they have their eyes on uh, e-platform which might uh, seem to have uh, abuse or, or, or use as market powers being uh, uh, an online shop to get into the advertisement. You probably heard about what um, the trade competition authorities in Europe, in Australia is doing with with, with uh, Google's with with YouTube, so the trade competition uh, are looking at these 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 angles, especially the the popular online platform that they themselves instead of use the norm, the traditional publishers and advertiser mechanisms, they themselves uh, um, seem to limit or reduce competition in that areas, and they do the publishing and advertising by themselves. So they they corner the advertising market because. They sometimes they are the e-market operators. Sometimes they are the vendors or merchants themselves. So have the and with uh, consumer behaviors and, and big data, uh, and they, they 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 use that data to to track consumer behaviors and propose or or regulate how how the advertise being done on their platform by themselves. So that would limit. Uh, the traditional publishers and, and advertisers to enter to the market. Right. 
Has there been any major developments for merger controls in Asia? Can you also provide us with some ideas on how to coordinate multi-jurisdictional reviews? Yes, there is a significant development for merger control in Asia. Due to the economic downturn which stemmed from the COVID-19 pandemic, there has been a high tendency for horizontal, vertical and conglomerate merger globally, including in Asia region. So as to enhance the investment capabilities, cash flow, liquidity, and research and development collaboration to survive the financial hardship, I would say. Uh, we have realized that the competition authorities, including the OTCC, Thai Competition Authority, continue to keep an eye on the anti-competitive merger, hostile takeover, and market concentration together with the possible coordinated and non-coordinated effects after the merger and acquisition. It's you know, we have received a, some inquiries about the due diligence periods in the merger and acquisition because uh, the party uh, had not merged the business together yet, but they had to disclose some information for the due diligence period. Uh, is it possible that the competition authority also monitor the uh, cartel, possible cartel and collaboration between the uh, would-be merged party during the due, due diligence period. And it still uh, it's remain questionable as to whether or not the non-disclosure agreement is sufficient uh, to safeguard them from the allegation of cartels. That is the, you know, development of merger control in Asia, but it, because it's not only uh, about merger control regulation, but it also uh, after a substantive provision of competition laws as well. Uh, when it comes to the filing and merger control in Thailand, uh, the merger control provision uh, under the TCA imposed uh, pre-merger approval and post-merger notification uh, upon qualifying M&A transaction. Uh, I would like to explain that the TCA sets out a dual merger control system, as I mentioned earlier, that is pre-approval, uh, which is required for the merger, which results in a monopoly, only one listed operator left, or listed operator having a market dominance, uh, uh, those business operators enjoy a substantial market share, uh, let's say 50%. Uh, they have to submit application and require document to the competition authority to seek approval before they can merge. But if it does not result in monopoly or market dominance, they have to consider whether or not the merger uh, transaction will result in a substantial lessening of competition Let's say they have a, a sales turnover in the previous year in the relevant market of more than well, at, at least 1 billion baht. Uh, they have to report the result of the merger to the competition authority within seven days of completion of the merger. I would say that Ingibin have been entrusted by a number of international clients to advise on merger control regime in Thailand, but most of the transactions are worldwide or involve many countries in the region. And the, the transaction have been affected at a parental level overseas, but not Thailand. However, the clients have boosted activities either through their local entity here, through agent here, or through distributors here. Uh, they are subject to the merger control uh, regulation in Thailand and similar to uh, those in other countries as well. On account of the context of merger control regulation, I would say several offshore cross-border acquisitions could easily trigger either filing duty under the, the TCA in Thailand or uh, in 
under the competition law of other countries. Therefore, the merger filing is required in multi-jurisdiction. Uh, is it really challenging to collaborate with the clients or coordinating local council owing primarily to the time constraint of the closing? Because the client usually set the closing date. But if it's subject to pre-approval, it, you know, we, are, we have already fall within the uh, time constraint because we have to get a clearance from competition authority before the closing date that's set by the parties. That is pre-merger approval. Uh, likewise, if the merger transaction is subject to post-merger notification in Thailand, there is only limited time frame of seven days. Seven calendar days is not seven business days uh, for, for post-merger notification. Recently, we have succeeded in pursuing the post-merger notification for the merger between two behemoth global freight forwarding companies. We have operation in more than 100 countries around the world, but we can get it done within the time constraint of seven days. And uh, similar to other filing requirements in other countries, the TCA requires a lot of information and document, especially the information about market share, sale turnover of emerging parties. It's not only local, but worldwide, as well as a certain degree of market research and analysis. One of the useful techniques for in-house councils handling merger filing is that they should initially work internally with their, with their finance and marketing team to prepare information about market share and turnover of their local business and further conduct surveys to obtain the depth of knowledge of relevant markets and key players in respective relevant markets. And they can easily share the information with uh, local council when they need to uh, pursue uh, pre-merger approval or post-merger notification in each country. Anything you'd like to add to that, Kovic? Um, no, it's quite complete analysis of merger control. Okay, cool. So finally, is there any final advice you can give our listeners on how they can spot and manage multi-jurisdictional competition risk in Asia? Any key takeaways for our listeners? Yes, I would recommend that uh, prudent business operators in Thailand or around the world, uh, especially in, in Asia countries with competition law become more and more uh, important and enforcement is more stringent. It should remain up to date and prepared for stringent enforcement of these measures to ensure that they remain compliant as the situation evolves. That is contractual term, business conduct and trade practices, whether already or in writing should be reassessed and adjusted if necessary to ensure full compliance with the law. Prior to launching new products or initiatives or modifying existing terms and conditions that may actually affect uh, auto business operators, competitors, and trade partners, they should seek legal advice from their in-house council or local council uh, to ensure that they are still uh, fully compliant and effective. It, it, it will be an effective man management of legal risk as well. On a, side note, uh, on a side note, I would suggest competition policy in many countries around the world may have been influenced or modeled upon the UN, uh, US antitrust law, uh, EU competition law, or ECD competition law framework, as I mentioned earlier. But the policy may ultimately vary according to the dichotomies of nature of local market, ordinary trade practices, and objective of implementation of the law. 
So we we like to recommend the audience uh, business operators in in-house council to bring local council on board or seek legal advice from them, particularly when there are foreseeable risk of violations of the law in terms of pricing strategies, discount and rebate schemes, potential foreclosure, and other anti-competitive conducts. I would like to add that um, there's only a few concepts under the trade competition. Um, uh, for example, abuse of market dominance. Um, if you are a general counsel of your companies, you would know your market position uh, of your own companies. Um, Thailand threshold is about 50% if you are a single operators. Um, and if you must have uh, say revenue of 1 billion baht, that's about 32, 33 UN, uh, US, um, uh, US dollar, million US dollars. So, so if you're not that size, you don't have to worry about abuse of your market dominance because you're not categorized as market dominance operators. So the only two schemes that you should be aware of and, and maintain compliance on a um, continuous basis would be cartels. Uh, I'm sure that um, you have internal controls and, and good governance policy not co to co collaborate with your competitors on price or on market uh, uh, allocation. But sometimes you do that without intention. You you happen to share your price sensitive or sensitive information to your competitor to your trade partners. So uh, be careful and be aware of that. Um, under the unfair trade practice, that's a catch-all schemes which covers variety of of um, uh, trade unfair trade practice, whether with your your trade partners or whether uh, an attempt to block your competitors into the market. So so. That is something you have to learn over time and then discuss with a professional legal counsel. Um, what I know is that OTCC uh, about to change the, that scheme uh, after four years of use. The, 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 the thing is the time to develop uh, what should be categorized as unfair trade practice um, um, you, by determining uh, uh, trade condition with your partners, which block your, your competitors into the market. So, so that's something you, you have to learn over time. All right. Okay. I'll conquer it another bit. Thank you so much for those insights. It was really great having this conversation with you. With that, we'll come to the end of today's episode of Ask ALB. I'd really like to thank our guests, Comkit and Natavit from Delicate Givens for joining us today. Okay. Where can our listeners find you if they have any questions pertaining to the issues we spoke about today? Well, our website is quite um, informative. Our BD marketing teams has regularly publish our client alert and, and good articles. Again, Natavit and I together uh, leading our anti-trade, uh, anti-trust and trade competition practice. We, on a regular basis, um, being on top of the legal development, we issue client alerts. We we organize public seminar through our own platform or other platform. Um, you can log into worldwideweb.telekey.com. Um, you can log into my profile or not to be our profile to see the list of activities or the publication that we have made. Or you can choose to send our email, uh, uh, to send email to, to our address. I, I will keep your, your contacts and I put in our directory to make sure that you receive regulatory updates and then client alerts. All right. Both Comkit and Natavid will also be speaking in greater detail about competition law, practical guidance for the prevention of anti-competitive conduct in the upcoming ALV Virtual Thailand In-House Legal Summit. 
happening on the 22nd of September 2021. With that, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. Remember, Ask ALB can be streamed on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcast. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you, everyone. And thank you to our guests.